outdoor air. She'd meant to come home in October. The baby had been born before the snow covered the earth, and she went by every day to check on its well-being, to touch each of its little fingers and their pearly nails. The child grew as October gave way to November, and the calendar flirted with December. The city, any city, always had need for a midwife. Even that morning, looking out the window, warm by the fire, she couldn't bring herself to leave and failed to get on the train before dawn had broken, revealing a clear, bright day. Still a ways from home, something nagged at the back of her head, threatening to push forward and topple her. She hurried, but the rush made for careless steps. The path shrank, and she passed between naked oaks and shivering pines. The light emanating from the snow turned the color of a new bruise as the day died, glowing just enough to mark her way. The terrain leveled again, and she broke through the woods. Elspeth knew by the rolling of the ground that she crossed the cornfields. The dead stalks cracked beneath the ice and snow. She tromped alongside the creek that brought them their water frozen at the surface but trickling below. It was then that the fear that had been tugging at her identified itself. It was nothing. No smell of a winter fire. No whoops from the boys rounding up sheep or herding the cows. No welcoming light. She crested the last rise. The house nestled in the bosom of the hill. The small plateau seemed made for them chiseled by God for their security, to hold them like a perfect secret. She held her breath, hoping for some hint of life, and heard nothing but the far-off snap of a branch. Everything stood still. She could not make out the smoke from the chimney, and despite the late hour, no lamps shone in the windows. Elspeth began to run. She tripped, and her pack shoved her into the snow. Clawing with her hands, digging with her feet, she pushed herself upright and rushed toward home. Closer, she noticed a hollow in the snow, next to the front door. A bear, she thought, a wolf, but nausea welled in her belly and said different. A glimpse of color spurred her on. The hole drew her toward it, and she feared that it would swallow her, as she'd once seen from this very hilltop, a tornado envelop a hundred-foot oak and leave nothing but a ragged gap where the roots had been. The color flickered again, a small swatch of red reaching out from the darkness like the devil's forked tongue. The screen door clapped against the house as Elspeth pitched herself forward and fell to her knees. There, dressed in her nightgown, lay Emma, the youngest, her blonde curls matted with blood. The red ribbon holding her hair waved in the wind, almost free. The snow had melted and then refrozen in an obsidian mass beneath her. A fine layer of powder had settled on her gown and face, and Elspeth removed her gloves to brush it away. Emma had been shot. The cold had puckered the skin around the clean bullet wound on her forehead. The blood there, a thin red ring. 
Elspeth whimpered a small, ferocious noise and rubbed her hands together before she dared to pull a few loose strands of hair from the wound and tuck them back behind the girl's ear. If these images didn't cause Elspeth instant revulsion, Emma might merely be sleeping. The snow gone, her hair in place. Emma looked more like herself. And that made Elspeth's pain burn brighter. She wished to call out, to scream for someone to help. But their ark had been chosen for its isolation. Deerstand was the nearest town. A six-hour walk that Elspeth had barely made in daylight. She looked to the barn, where Caleb slept, and saw no signs of life there either. The cold that they warded off with their structures and their fires had won. No warmth lingered on the hill. Nothing could be done. No help could be summoned. The screen creaked behind her as Elspeth.